0: Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor J.P. Trolio here. So glad that you're joining us today on our podcast. You're about to hear a message today from our weekend encounter. I I pray that this message uh, encourages you, inspires you, and pushes you closer to Jesus. If you'd like to stay on track with what's going on at the church, we'd love for you to download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, or visit us on our website, www.oasischurchchicago.com. I'm praying for you. We're believing for you, and we trust that God's going to continue to do great things in your life. God bless you. Now, here's the message today. Welcome, welcome, all of you, that this is your first time being at Oasis Church Chicago. My name is Pastor JP, and it's an honor to have each and every one of you here this morning. If you've uh, been with us over the summer, we've been going through a series called A Move, studying the book of Acts, and uh, we're going to continue that this morning. Uh, If you have your Bibles, get them out. Go ahead and grab them. Who has their actual Bible here? Show off. Lift it up. The holy people, we love you. You're awesome. The rest of you all, we're praying and believing for your lives. I'm just kidding. Open up to Acts 8. In a second, we're going to read this uh, story and continue in the series. But if you were not here last week, Pastor Jordan Dursa was here with us. Such a, an amazing message. Uh, I, I said to him when we got done, I said, man, why, why do I invite you here? I was like, i got to follow you up. Like, i got to be on the next Sunday after you. And he's like, JP, shut up. Uh, But how how many of you would say that was such an anointed, amazing word of God, and I'm grateful uh, for that word for our church. If you were not here, go listen to it, because I believe that it it did some impactful things for our church. Um, So this week, we're picking back up a move, chapter 8, and uh, we've been going through the first seven uh, chapters there. The initial growth and strengthening of the church. Jesus was on earth. He did his ministry. He performed miracles, signs and wonders, told who his father was, shared the message of God the Father, went to the cross, took our sin, took our shame, bore our sin and shame on him. And then he didn't stop there. He went and he conquered the keys of death in hell. He was three days gone, but rose, raised to life. Anybody thankful that we do not serve a dead king? We serve a king that is alive and risen on his throne. And so after that, He said, go wait for my spirit to come, and they waited, the disciples waited, and the people of God waited in the upper room, and the spirit of God filled the church. And now the church was on mission. How many of you know that as people of God, as believers of Jesus Christ, we have a mission? Like, we are not just gathering here to have fun together. We, I said it a couple weeks ago, if we gather just for community, just to have community, we're missing it. We're gathering because we have a, we're a community that's on mission to see a city change to see a nation change, to see a world change through the goodness and the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so for the first seven chapters of Acts, I hope you're reading your Bible at home. I told you early on, go read Acts throughout this whole summer. We're going to continue, but it was the growth and the testing and the equipping of the church. And so now 8 through 12 reveals to us how the Spirit broke out. How the Spirit now broke down barriers and walls of territory. Let me say it that way. Where where they thought it was just going to only happen in Jerusalem. And how many of you know God's bigger than our territory? And what we think he, let me say it this way. He's bigger than what we put him in. Our boxes. We can only operate in this way. No, God is about everybody. And God reveals to us that he is going to move, he's going to reach the whosoevers. Let me say this here at this church. We believe that. That whosoever would call upon the name of Jesus Christ, will be saved. Amen? And so they start to to see the barriers and the walls break down. And right before the story I'm about to read, begins to show us there early in chapter 8 that, you know, the church begins to be persecuted. Paul, who we read about all the time, he wrote a lot of the New Testament, was Saul, though. And he began to persecute. He began to give orders. And a lot of other people began to say, hey, 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 this is getting out of control. The church is getting too wild. The church is getting too much reach. Hey, we got to shut this thing down. And they began to persecute, and they began to, to murder, and they began to hurt the church. How many of you know, no matter how much hurt, no how much persecution, no matter how many murders can happen in this world, God's church cannot be shut down? And that is not a God, and that's not, let me say this, that's not a word in 2019 that we hear a lot in America. What are you talking about? People, yeah. Let me say this. You know people overseas get murdered for this thing? We got it good. We got comfy plastic chairs we're sitting on. Oh, y'all think I'm kidding. You guys got, who have you got coffee this morning? Raise your hand, be proud. You got coffee. You all got coffee. And you got some water. And you got to hug each other. People overseas, they got to go underground. And they got to do it in secret. And they get one piece of this, one piece ripped off and given to them. And they hold on to it for its dear life to them. So, so I'm saying, like, the church is being persecuted. The church is being attacked. And we are here today, just like then, to say, God's church will not be destroyed. Amen? Amen. And so, so Stephen, you got to go read it, He's, he is killed by the orders of, of, of Saul, who is Paul. And, and now the, 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 the apostles and the believers scatter for their lives. They're, they're a little bit of afraid. They're a little bit afraid. And they scatter. But what's awesome about them scattering is that the message of God scattered with them. Where they went, they didn't tell about the story of Stephen and how he was murdered. They told about, they told about Jesus who was murdered on a cross. And they began to proclaim the gospel message of Jesus Christ. And so over the next two, three weeks, we're going to just share how the walls began to be broke, uh, torn down and the gospel of Jesus Christ began to scatter and, and, and go across all ends of the earth. And so today... Are you with me this morning? Today, I titled this message, if you want to put a title to it, A Move, the Fake Never Lasts. Come on. The Fake Never Lasts. Acts 8, 4 through 25. If you're there, say I'm there. I'm going to read this. Here we go. It's going to be up on the screen. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Let me say this, because this is, I want to say this. If you are unsure of how to operate as a believer of Jesus Christ, if you are going through a trial, if you're going through a season of dryness, if you're going through a season of uncertainty, you don't know what's next, share the word of God. Pastor, I don't, know how to, I don't know how to do this. Pastor, I don't know what I'm called to do. Pastor, I don't know what my calling is. That's fine. Those are good questions to ask. But you know what your, your calling is to do? Is to share the good news of Jesus Christ. You wait this morning. I'm, this is good. When you don't know what else to do, just share Jesus. When you don't know what else to say to the person that's sitting next to you and they're telling them, you know, all their problems, they're telling you all their situations, they're, they're telling you how their marriage is jacked up and how, how they don't know what to do, Jesus. When you feel like you're pressed, you feel like you're crushed, you feel like you don't know what to do, you don't know what steps you're going to take next, you share. Come on. Just like them. They were scattered for fear of their lives, and they shared the word of God. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, they all paid close attention to what he said. For with shrieks, impure spirits came out of many, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. That's crazy. That's Bible. And I still believe that today. All right? And this is so crucial. Verse 8, it says, With all that happening, so there was great joy in the city. Man, great joy in the city. Now for some time, a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city, And amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great. And all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed, This man is rightly called the great power of God. They followed him because he he had amazed them for a long time with his sorcery. But when they believed Philip, as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God, in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Can I say this? The gospel message shut down the whole thing. <laughs> shut down all of Simon's thing. Like lights off. Like that's what happens when the good news of Jesus Christ is shared. Bondage is done. Addictions are broken. People are saved and set free. They are redeemed. Guys, the message of Jesus Christ is not just this message that we carry. We say, feel good. There is power attached to it. Come on, church, wake up this morning. We don't carry a light message. We don't carry a simple gospel. It's simple in explaining it, but there is so much power to it. Simon himself believed and was baptized. The same guy that was doing this believed and baptized. And he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by great signs and miracles he saw. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. When they arrived, they prayed for the new believers there that they might receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the, Lord, of, of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Spirit was given at the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money. He offered them money and said, Give me also this ability so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Peter answered, this is a heart. You ready? Say, I'm ready. Peter answered, may your money perish with you. Because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this ministry because your heart is not right before God. Repent of this wickedness. See, there's a way out. When you mess up, when you mistake, when there's mistakes. See, this is grace. There's grace because the harsh words like, yo, may this all perish with you. You try to buy this, you can't do this. But repent. Because if you just go before the Father, you with me this morning? I'm not even in my points. And I'm... Repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord in the hope that he may forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. For I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. Then Simon answered, Pray to the Lord. For me, so that nothing you have said may happen to me. After they have further proclaimed the word of the Lord and testified about Jesus, Peter and John returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel in many Samaritan villages. Heavenly Father, I pray today, right now, that whatever has gone on this week, whatever's happened, Father, in people's lives, God, that you'll calm it, that you'll open up their hearts to hear, open up their minds to receive, open up our ears to listen to you, Holy Spirit. I pray, God, that today as we receive this word, God, that it would be a word of, of life. It would be a word of truth. That it would change us from the inside out. That it would make us better than what we walked in here as. God, that your word can truly transform everything. And so, God, I pray that you would awaken us here in this place. That we would know you more. We would know you deeper. We ask this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. The fake never lasts. I was a college soccer player, and I showed up to camp as a freshman trying to fit in because that's what you do. You want to impress the older guys, and I showed up to that, that first practice, and I, I just had gone a week prior with my parents, and they bought me two brand new pair of cleats. They were generous and awesome. That was all they bought me was two pairs of cleats, and they said, that's all you're getting for the rest of the four years. I was like, You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. They bought two pairs of cleats. I showed up to the camp. They were nice cleats. They were expensive cleats. They were good cleats. But I walked in and I see all these upperclassmen and all these upperclassmen seem to just have gone on a shopping spree together and they all bought the same cleats. What did JP have? Not those cleats. I walked in and I have these cleats on my feet and I look at all them and I I sense they're judging me. They weren't judging me. This is just my insecurity. I sense them judging me and I'm looking at my shoes and I'm looking at them like, man, I got to go buy those cleats. And so I called my dad, I said, hey, dad, great first practice, it was awesome, I'm exhausted, but hey, can you order me another pair of cleats? You want to know what I heard? Click. <laughs> Figure it out, son, you're on your own. <laughs> and so I remember being like, ah, oh, I don't have that much money in the bank account. Hello, college students, you know, we've been there. And I remember going online, and I, and I searched for these soccer cleats, and, and, I, and I find them, and they're, they're almost like $200, and my heart just became broken. And then, I, and then I saw three links down. These cleats, the title, the name, for $55. I was like, yes, the Lord is faithful. He endures forever. I click on the link, and for whatever reason, it was in a different language. And, um, but it had the secure checkout box, and I got my size, and I put my size in. And I'm like, yes, I'm feeling good about myself. I ordered these things. They were $55. What a deal. Who likes deals? And I get them a week later, and I... Walk out with the box in hand to the locker room, and I sit in my, my little locker sit thing, and I put my cleats on, and I stand up, and I'm feeling good. All my guys are looking at me like giving me the fist, like "Welcome to the club." I'm like, "I've arrived." <laughs> I start walking out to the field, and I, man, I start to feel like these things—they, man, did I get the right size? I'm checking, like, they were the right size, but man, you ever worn shoes that are like plastic? I'm like, look, I'm like, these are not leather, because soccer cleats are leather. I'm like, these feel like plastic. What is going on with these cleats? And I remember getting out there, and I started warming up, and my feet started to hurt, and I started doing drills, and I was moving around, and I was like, in pain, but who's going to admit that, right? Not this guy. I was like, kicking the balls around, and like, making things happen an hour, two hours go by. By the end of two hours, I was like, Lord, if you are real, and if you are alive, you're going to carry me to the locker room. Like, I'm just going to float right to the locker room. I remember getting into the locker room and taking my shoes off, and this is, this is awesome. We had white socks. And I remember taking my shoes off, and my socks weren't white. They were red. Ha <laughs> ha. Yes. I had blisters that had formed so bad on my feet from these cleats. They were terrible. I remember ripping my sock off and walking to the trainer like, hey, man, uh, can you help me? And he's like, bro, what did you do? I was like, I tried to fit in. I wanted to be like them. I wanted to have what they had. He said, sit down for the next two weeks. I had to go in every practice like 30 minutes ahead of everybody else and get my whole feet wrapped. Because I had blisters that were so bad. Welcome to church this morning. Welcome to my life. How many of you know those cleats were fake? They were plastic. And I remember trying to put them on one more time, just hoping they would work. And I was like, no, you know what? This is garbage. This is nonsense. I, I just wanted to fit in, but how many of you know the fake things that I were wearing, they, they weren't going to last. They were going to hurt. They did hurt me. Me just trying to fit in, me trying to put some stuff on that was fake caused me harm. I read this story, and I know that's a crazy, stupid analogy, but this is how I think. We want to desperately just fit in. We want to walk into church, and we want to be able to be like everybody else in church, and we want to do the things that we see other people doing, and that's not bad. Modeling your lives after someone that's gone ahead of you is a good thing. But if you're just walking in here, and you're just like, I just got to put on a show for Sunday. I got to lift my hands on Sunday. I got to say amen when pastor says amen on Sunday, but I leave here, and I'm the same person on Monday through Saturday that I was on Saturday night before I walked into Sunday, we're missing it, we're missing it. I love every one of you, even if I don't know you by name. If this is your first time here, I love you to death. But in order for us to be on a move, in order for us as a church to go where God's calling us to go, in order for us to be a dangerous church, can I say that? In order for us to be on mission, we gotta leave the fake behind. I'm serious, guys. I love you too much. This is, uh, I told Rachel I don't want to preach this word. <laughs> I, I, especially, like, off the coast of Pastor Jordan, he comes in and says, like, palms up. Everyone's like, Woo! amen. And now I got to come in and be like, that's cool, and it's real. But are you just doing it because you want to fit in? Or are you just doing it because you see the single person next to you that you've been, like, stalking, and you just don't want to admit it? <laughs> you think I'm kidding. <laughs> but, like, Like, I read the story of Simon, and he encountered God's presence. He encountered the supernatural. He encountered a move of God, and he wanted it. But it was fake for him. The transformation wasn't real in him. He wanted to just be somebody instead of claim his life for Jesus. Come on, are you with me this morning? Today, I want to teach us how to leave the fake spiritual, and step into the real faith of following Jesus. Guys, I know, listen, I know, I could say a whole bunch of fun stuff and good stuff, tickle your ears, but today, can I say this? I believe something. This church has a mighty mission. And I'm 32 years old, and I'm leading the charge Now keep leading it, but I need some people to come with me that are going to say, I'm going to leave the fake behind, and I'm going to step into the new. Pastor needs to leave the fake behind and start walking in the new and into the real. How many of you know this city needs real believers of Jesus Christ more than ever before? They don't need fake people. They don't need people that show up on Sunday and say, Jesus, you're good. I'll give my money here. I'll serve here. No, they need people that are gonna serve him Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, forever and ever and ever, giving glory, giving honor, giving praise to Jesus Christ because you've understand the transformation that's happened inside of your own heart. This is not a condemnation message. I love every one of you. I do. But I would be wrong if we just passed over this passage of scripture where I don't really hear too many pastors preaching about Simon the sorcerer today because it's hard. Hey, it's hard, but there's grace in Jesus' name. There's mercy in Jesus' name. And guys, this is gonna amp us up to walk out of here and be the people that God has called us to be. Can everybody say amen to that? The fake does not last. And today we're gonna pray it off of us in Jesus' name. Some keys to remember, you with me? Brennan, can you come up? Make me sound so much better. Super spiritual. You with me this morning? The first thing is this, though. This is it. This is, the, this is like my whole message. <laughs> In one point. But I got two more. In one point. I'm going to spend a lot of time, babe, on this one point. Like she always says, she's like, you always do one very long. And then like two and three just kind of get to. It's happening again. <laughs> first is this. Jesus brings the real. Jesus brings the real. Verse six through eight says this, when the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, they all paid close attention to what he said. Can I say something this morning? When you start to live your life out for Jesus Christ, when you start to proclaim Jesus, not by just your mouth, but by your actions, by your marriages, by your homes, by how you treat your roommates, by all these things, when you start to proclaim the message of Jesus Christ, let me say this. People are watching. Throw up the verse of the day on your Insta story. That's great. But guess what? People are watching it. They won't, they will see, can I say this? The The world is going to see straight through your garbage. Guys, we don't have time to play. This city sniffs out when people aren't real. Oh, it's so true. How many of you know, like, you you can do that. When someone walks in and they're giving you all these compliments, like, hey, hey, you look awesome, man. Hey, how you doing, man? Hey, great, man. It's good to see you, man. Yeah. Hey, man, hey, we got to get together, man. You're like, what is your motive? There's something not right about. Hey, anybody else? Just me. Like, like, you can sniff out. Well, the world is watching, and the world is listening to what we're saying, and I, and I pray today that what we're saying makes deep impacts with the world because they are listening. And it continues. For with shrieks, impure spirits came out of the many, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. Guys, when we start to show Jesus, lives are healed. That's a really good place. Like if you stand in agreement with what, believe in that when Jesus' message begins to be proclaimed, lives are healed. Impure spirits come out of people. The demonic starts to believe. Oh, this is not going to build a church. Darkness starts to go. When you start to share Jesus Christ, demons run. It's the realness of Jesus Christ. We have a song that I've listened to many, many times. It's by a great church I love in to death, but it's like, this is real love. This is real love. That's why I'm not on the worship team. <laughs> like, we just sing it all the time. This is real love. This is real. And I'm like, yes. But do we know what real love is? Because if you walked in real love, you wouldn't be battling the same things you were battling four months ago. But let me say this, if you are, you would be more open to sharing with somebody like, hey, yo, I'm really battling here. I'm really struggling here. Can you pray for me? Can you help me get out of this? I don't want to be like this because Jesus brings the real. Is this a good word? Yeah. So Jesus brings the real. And it says in verse 8, so there was great joy in the city. Philip begins to share this message in the city of Samaria, which in all reality, this city this these people that lived in samaria they were they were what people would say half breeds they weren't the cool crowd they weren't the hip crowd they they were the rejects they were the people that no one wanted to touch the jews definitely didn't want to go near them. but how many of you know jesus breaks down walls to reach whoever he wants to reach and Philip begins to share this message of hope and of life because that's the good news right is it when did we forget that this is called good news <laughs> He begins to share this good news with these people that had never heard this before. They were hated by many. See, let me say something. In 2019, what's happening in this world today, the racism that's happening in this world today, is no different from what was happening many, 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 many years ago. Here's the reality, though. As the church of Jesus Christ, we need to step up. Okay, I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm going there. Is that all right? My heart was broken this week. If you can sit here, if I, here, if I can sit here. You know, people stand on these things all the time. Like the rock stars, like get up on them and I'm just a little heavier. (laughs) If I can sit here and call myself a follower of Jesus Christ and my heart doesn't break for the things that I'm seeing happen across our nation, I need to go before the Father and ask him to change my heart. Because when Jesus steps in, racism's got to go. Hate's got to go. Bigotry's got to go. Yo, I saw something this week and it made me so sick in my stomach. It broke me. I was in bed weighing, and I saw this thing and I said, is this where we're at? Is this where we're at? And the church is quiet? Yo, I'm not going to be quiet anymore because with Jesus, when he steps in, that stuff has to go. Y'all think like I'm just, no, this is real. And we can't sit back and be like, we have our little homes, we have our security. No, we have to bring a message that is going to drive out impure spirits. It's going to drive out darkness. It's going to cast out things that don't belong in the kingdom of God. Because we need to be a church that rises up and says, I know my God's real. And he loves me so much. And he loves everyone. I went there. I'm just tired. And if it doesn't break your heart, then you're just like Simon. Simon. Just help me. Give it to me so I can fill my bank account. Bless me, oh Lord, bless me. I love the blessings. But do you love Jesus enough and do you trust him enough to say, you know what, Jesus, you're real. And when you're real and you're real in my life, things around me have to start changing. Come on, you with me this morning. I love you all. But let's be people that say Jesus brings the real. And when he steps in, that stuff has to go. It has to go. And so let me just make this vow as a church. I'm done being quiet. I'm done. I'm done being quiet. If I see hate, I'm speaking up against it. If I see racism, I'm calling it out. I love you all. Welcome to Oasis Church Chicago. It's so good to have you. Babe, is this all right? But I want the real Jesus. That when I start to preach his name and I start to proclaim his name, demons got to go. Darkness has to flee. Lives are transformed. People are lifted up instead of kicked down. People are lifted up that don't, need, that don't deserve to be lifted up. They're lifted up before the throne room of grace because we care about all people, every tribe, every tongue, every race. We care about everybody here. And when Jesus walks into a room called Oasis Church Chicago, he's going to move in ways he can't imagine. We are going to be a church that brings the realness of Jesus Christ. This is not a political issue. This is a church issue. This is not some, hey, fix it in D.C., fix it in the offices of the mayors. No, this is a church issue. And we as the church need to stand up and say, Jesus, come. Jesus, move. If I got hate in my heart, hey, I can't hate my brother and say I love Jesus. It says, hey, if you see your brother and you say you love me, how can you love me? You can't even see me, but you can see your brother and you can hate him. I s- Jesus brings the real love. So, yeah, I can sing that song that I was making fun of shortly ago. Because I know what the real love is. It transforms rooms, it transforms homes, it transforms souls. It transforms workplaces. It transforms streets. It transforms cities. It transforms a nation. Real love of Jesus Christ transforms things that we can't even imagine. This is the good news of our God. If you love Jesus, would you just take five seconds and would you praise him for a moment? Would you just bless his name? Would you honor him? Would you proclaim the goodness of our God? Because we're not going to be quiet anymore. We're going to welcome in the love of Jesus Christ. The blessing and the anointing of Jesus Christ in this city. Because it says there was great great joy in the city there was great joy in the city when God's name was proclaimed on high great joy in the city all right I gotta hurry point one's done great joy what was the outcome great joy great joy how many of you want to experience great joy How many of you want to see the city have great joy? How many of you want to see the city of Chicago have great joy? I want to see this city so joyful, so excited, so happy for what's happening. I want to see joy come in this city. So the fake's got to go. You with me? You want point number two? Six of you. So the six of you, you want point number two? Here we go. The power of Jesus reveals the fake, though. So Jesus reveals he brings in the, the real he 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 he's the one that brings it but when he brings in the real the fake in us has to go it's exposed and it says this in verse 9. Now, for some time, a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great. And all of the people, both high and low, gave them their attention and exclaimed, This man is rightly called the great power of God. Pause right there. We have a, a mission to say. We're going to either show the world this or they're going to start to follow people that are giving them a false image of joy, of peace, of, of saving grace. They're, they're, how, am I, how am I saying this? God, help me. We are, the re- we are going to be the reason they follow Jesus, or we are going to be the reason that they follow someone else. Okay? You with me? So glad you're here today. They followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with sorcery. Satan's a liar. He'll use whatever he can to get people's attention. But when they had believed Philip as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Simon himself even believed and was baptized, and he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and the miracles he saw. The thing about Jesus, when the truth of who he is comes forth, everything that is fake, that is trying to confuse us, take us off course, has to go away. The confusion and the doubt in your life, the maybe the reason that it's still there is because you're not inviting Jesus in to take it away. You're still living in the fake reality that this relationship will work. Like you're still believing that this thing's gonna work and God told you months ago that it ain't gonna work. You're still believing that some way, somehow this job is gonna work out for you and that you're gonna make that next promotion and God's saying like, yo, I've, call, I've tried to get your attention to get you out of that job to put you in this place that I need you to go, but we're just saying, no, 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 I'm just gonna keep going, I'm gonna keep going, I'm gonna keep going. And he's saying, yo, when I'm in the room, when I enter in, what you want has to go. What I want comes in. This is a good word. I I love when I catch, I I I catch a lot of mistakes on TV shows. Ask my wife. She's like, that's not, that wasn't there. Like, there'll be clips of like in a show and I'll see somebody standing in the, like one of the, what, what do you call them? Like one of the crew guys. The crew guys will be in the shot of the show. I've seen it like, I can't even tell you how many times. I'm like, whoa, there's a guy that's there and he's not supposed to be. And she's like, no, it's not. I'm like, oh, you want to bet? Super slow-mo, like 16 times backwards. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I was like, you see that guy? He's right there. He's right there. Look at that mistake. I also love when I watch TV shows and I see like a music entertainer get up and start singing, but they're lip syncing, lip syncing it, you know what I'm talking about? Like they're so like happy and like strumming to the guitar. And then the track gets messed up, and they're still singing, but it's something else happening out there, and everyone's like, what's happening? But it's awesome. They're entertaining us. It's so good. I love it. <laughs> it's a train wreck. <laughs> How many of you know I'm not going to pay money to go watch somebody lip sync? <laughs> I can do that myself in my living room, and it would be just as good of a show. <laughs> Come on. who You want to pay $5? Come see me. It's awesome. I love watching this stuff because it, it, it reveals that, hey, maybe they I'm not downplaying, but maybe they just aren't as talented. Or maybe they're just not there. And I think the word today, this is a sifting word. Hey, what's fake in you? What's fake in me? There's many times I walk in here and I put the smile on. Hey guys, so good to have you. Welcome to church but I've had the worst week of my life. I wanna be able to come in and be honest and real, but I don't wanna put a fake smile on. Joy, joy is our strength, right? So I I said, God, give me your joy to strengthen me. I don't wanna walk in here and act like I have it all together, right? No, I don't don't wanna walk among these streets and and act like I'm holier than everybody else because I'm a pastor. It's the last thing I tell people, trust me. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, you don't wanna know. They're like, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm a builder. And they're like, what do you build? And I'm like, oh, special projects. <laughs> what are you? What are you? I, you don't want to know after you just told me everything you just told me. You do not want to know what I am. They're like, no, seriously, what are you? And I'm like, I'm a pa- pastor. They're like, what? <laughs> they're like, thanks. <laughs> like, I, I just, I, I don't want to wear the fake stuff. I have a message that I've always said. It's the mask has to come off. Some of you put masks on every day, and you're like, I'm good on Sundays. And you go home Sunday night into your Monday, and you're a wreck. You have no joy. You have no peace. You're not getting into the Word. You're like, I love the Word on Sunday. But Monday, I got to fix this. I got to do these spreadsheets. I got to get to this email. The bank could come up. I got to make all this happen. It's fake. You with me this morning? And the word today is this, is that you don't have to live in the fake. You do not have to be fake any longer. We do not have to be fake. We can walk in the realness of Jesus Christ. We can walk in the hope of Jesus Christ. We can walk in the goodness of Jesus Christ. Simon sees the power, and he just wants to get it because, yo, he was the plug for people. You know, I got a guy. His name's Henry. He's my plug for shoes. I'm like, yo, Henry, bro, when these coming out, and then my wife comes and sees this computer screen. She's like, shut it down. Shut it down. Simon was the guy. He did all the magic. He did all the sorcery. He 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 did things that appeared to be like God. And now his whole thing is messed up. He's losing all his money. <laughs> he's losing his income. So he's like, well, maybe I'll go follow this guy too, because this seems real. And maybe I can follow him long enough to figure out his tricks. Maybe I can show up on Sunday enough to figure out how to get my life together on Sunday. Maybe I can come in and the pastor can just give me a word. God, I, I need a word from the pastor. I need a word from the pastor because my life's a mess, and I believe that. We're going to give words, and we do that in this church. We believe in the prophetic voice in this church. But what if you were to say, I don't need a word from the pastor. I need a word from the king. I need a word from the Savior. I need a word from Jesus. So I don't need to show up just hoping to get the ear of the pastor, hoping to grab him and say something like, this is what's going on. I can come before him at his altar. I can sit in my seat, and I can say, God, give me a word. Speak to me. We don't just serve Jesus to get the blessing. We don't serve Jesus to just get the promotion. Hello? Some of you have been fasting and praying just for the promotion instead of just fasting and praying just to get closer to Jesus. I love you all, but this is the reason why the Church of America is going in this direction. Well, if I just, if I just pray, if I get my prayer group praying for the, listen, we pray for people for jobs all the time. But if you just want to get increase instead of getting Jesus his heart, that's where we miss it. You with me? See, Matthew 5.8 says this, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Simon did not have a pure heart. He had the wrong motives. He was not of a pure heart. When you have a pure heart before God, you get to see God. When you have a pure heart before God, you get to see him. How many of you want to see God? Every hand in this place, whether you believe in him or not, should put your hand up because that's like the best thing. A pure heart gets to see God. So the last thing is this. Is this okay today? I really believe this, that as God reveals the fake, there's gonna be some things, we're gonna pray, and they're gonna sing that song. Nothing else. I want, I'm i gonna lead it. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna lead, yeah. That like today, what is fake in me is burned off. That I don't get before God the Father, and he's like, yo, Jay, what's, what, what, are you, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? But I, I hear his voice today calling me and saying, hey, there's some stuff in you that I got to get out of you. So God, burn the fake off. And the reality is this, the third thing is this, because this is the good news. The real is free. <laughs> the real's free. It can't be bought. You can't give to get God's love. You can't serve to gain God's approval. You can't show up and sit in seats to be called a child of God. If you have proclaimed with your mouth, if you confess with your, your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you are his child. You can't pay for his love. You can't ask for his, his abilities to, to go and share the message of Jesus Christ just by giving money and the tithes. How do you get the love of Jesus Christ more in your life? How does it become something that you receive to something overflowing in you? How do you gain the power of God? Intimacy with God. See, Simon was like, hey, give me that. I'll pay for it because that's going to help me. That's going to build my platform. Can I say this? We got a bunch of Christians today, evangelical kids that come out of Bible college, and all they do is uh, get me on your stage. I want to be on your stage. I can preach a word. Yo, like, woo! What about your neighbors? What about your coworkers? Okay, anyways. Thank you what if we said, you know what, I I can't buy God's love. I can't buy his approval. I can't buy any of that stuff. I just got to get close to him. And when I'm close to my God, I get everything I need. I let him work on my heart. I let him work on my soul. I let him work on my mind. I don't got to ask him for anything else. I just ask him for him. Because it can't be bought. It says he wants to give it free to us. He wants to give all of himself to you freely. Do you believe that this morning? That our king wants to give himself to us free of charge. Free of charge. You're not know, going to call some telephone hotline number and pay 99 cents or $99 a year to get your miracle. You can just ask God to be, be right in front of you, right in your heart. And he moves. He moves. And he does things that you can't imagine. He brings truth to your life that you never thought could be there. He transforms mindsets that were there for years. He rips them out. He cuts addictions at the core. He cuts bondage at the core. He cuts generational curses at the core. He breaks the stuff in us that does not need to be there because when we go after him and nothing else, when we don't strive, when we don't try to pay for this stuff, when we just rest and we sit at his feet and say, God, I am yours. You are mine. Change me. He changes us. So there's nothing else we need. We just need Jesus. We don't want a fake thing, we want the real thing. This world doesn't need any more fake. If you're struggling with something today, we're gonna sing that song and we'll let the Holy Spirit work on you. If you've been battling with just putting on the mask, it's coming off today. Come on, man. If if you've been if you've been wrestling with stuff that you've been wrestling with far too long and you're too scared to tell anybody, or you're too scared to tell God about it, guess what? He already knows. He already knows and he sees you and he loves you. And he said, just just come to me. You don't need to pay for this. You don't need to go sit somewhere. You just need to sit right here. Sit at my feet. There's nothing else you need. Come on. There's nothing else you need. There's nothing else you need. There is nothing else you need except Jesus Christ. There is nothing else you need. Come on, would you just stand to your feet? And would you just allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you this morning?